0: Hello, here we go again. Okay, so I got quite a bit of response from my podcast on Addicted to Sex. This is part two on the same subject because I really, really wasn't quite clear on some of the things I was saying. Some of you weren't understanding exactly what I was talking about. I mean, you can look at this a number of ways. When you say you are addicted to sex, it can be uh, something you like doing, something she likes doing. Maybe it could be, well, you're so addicted to the point where. You wake up in the morning. Of course, we all like to have sex first thing in the morning. Or, you know, you're in the middle of the day, or the late afternoon. Everyone has their time that's exciting to them. Then you have those people who are basically going, well, this is fine, but I like to do different things. And everyone has that wild imagination in their head. Men and women, you know, we... Uh, sex in the bedroom, sex in the bathroom, sex on the dining room table, sex on the counter, sex on the stove. You name it. Everyone has their own little ways of places. You know, I knew of a, a young man who loved having sex in the middle of a window because he, the excitement of... Being caught, having someone watch him, he called himself. He said he was a sex addict because he liked to do it in very strange places. I knew a woman the same way. It was like I want. It's the shock effect. So I thing thinking she was. A, she calls herself a sex addict. I don't call that a sex addict. I call that a person with a really good imagination, because when they want it, it's it can be. Well, I want want it now. I don't care where it's at. Let's just do it. But the thing is, are you enjoying it as much as the other person enjoying it? You know, you can be a sex addict, but it can't be a one-way street. You have to enjoy it as much as the next person. Maybe you like the excitement of being being caught with it, but the person you're with may not be that excited about it. That may not be their thing. They may not be the person that, uh, they may love it, having sex with you, but they may be the type of person that don't want to be out there where anyone can pop up and find them in the act. I mean, it all comes down to, again, like I always says, thinking of the other person what they're feeling, how they're feeling, what's gone through their heads it can't always be about you and only you because sex is one of those things to some people it's private and some people it's I want everyone to know because that's me I'm excited about it, I love having it I myself have to say I love having it also who doesn't but as I've, as time gone by, I'm not the person I wanted to be doing it where if I'm doing it, all of a sudden someone is going to pop up and go, what are you doing? It could be exciting in one minute, but it could be terrifying to the person you're with because that wasn't their thing. But you know, when you're in the heat of the moment, everything goes. We don't think about that. Yes, in the heat of the moment, Everything goes. But I like to think of that's part of excitement in your life. You can always look back at it years down the road and tell yourself, I did this, and it was just insane. But I loved doing it so much that it was something that really turned me on. So I always looked for partners that enjoyed it as much as I did. And that's a tough one because... You may meet someone, and they may be very passionate toward you, and you can be very passionate toward them, but maybe they're not as much involved in the sex act that you enjoy as much as you are. So that's where you have to find a balance. Now, where is that balance going to be? How are you going to treat this? What are you going to do? I want to be with this person But are they going to be excited about the things I like to do when it comes to the intimacy of our lives? And if you find that's going to be a problem, then you have to figure out, how do I deal with this? How do I go about getting this person to be on the same page that I'm on? Because these are questions that we have to ask ourselves if we ever are serious about being with someone well, longevity, wouldn't it be great if you can find someone that loves getting it on as often in any place the way you love to? Will that excite you? Will Or will it, in the long run, drive you nuts? Because you may get tired, but they may continue to want to be excited and do it in different places. Because, you know, this little journey that we're on, saying that I like to have sex all the time and she loves it also and then all of a sudden you get to a point in your life where you love it but there are days you just don't want to do it but they want to then what do you do? Then you find yourself in this quandrum of trying to figure out oh wow the tables have turned on me she wants it more than I want it now. When before I was the person, that I felt I was the addict. What do I do? And that can go, like I say, male or female. The guy could think one thing, the woman can think another. We don't realize that there are times we put ourselves in situations that will backfire on us, and then how do we handle it? What do we do? It'll drive us crazy. Because what we're trying to do, we're trying to figure out how to fix a problem that we started and now it's gotten out of hand. So how do we get back in control of it? So whenever you sit back and think, well, it's like any addiction. You're addicted to something. You feel, okay, well, you you beat it. But the person, the person or someone else you're with and know they become addicted to it. So how do you overcome that? How do you get them to come back to where you are, to where you are now and be more understanding? I always tell people when you sometimes when you open a can of worms, it's kind of hard to put them back. Those suckers will just slip through your fingers and get away every time. You have to be able to know how to control the situation that you put yourself in because there are days you'll find yourself in a bad situation not knowing what to do. So if you're with someone and you care about them, my theory is never let... Don't tell them you're a sex addict if you think that's going to turn them on because that really doesn't turn uh, everyone on. Sometimes you just have to show what you mean, show what you want. Let that person determine if you're that that type of person let them go wow what are you a sex addict and I mean I've asked women that question before because they're always looking and they're always wanting and that would be my question what are you are you a sex addict where you just can't you can't get enough you're always looking the person with doesn't satisfy you what? what are you looking for? And to ask that question to a man or a woman, I'll guarantee you they cannot give you an answer. It's just something they like and they enjoy, but they don't know why. But I think deep down subconsciously, subconsciously, they do, they just don't know how to work around it. And. I like to say that can be with any addiction, because, in a sense, I call that not having a strong will to control one's emotions or things that we tend to strive to get away from, but it keeps pulling us to it because that's that's our weaknesses. you know you may say, well, that's not a weakness, that's a, a strength to some people, yes, it is it's but it can also be hurtful to others. You know, you're in a relationship with someone and uh, you always want it and they don't always want it, then what do you say, what do you do? How do you, how do you work around this? How is it in your relationship, are you going to be able to keep this relationship if you don't know how to work around the one problem? Maybe you should say, let's make a schedule. But then again, whoever heard of a sex schedule? I mean, does it work? I mean, what happens if you set a schedule and something strange is happening in your life or, and you're, you're not prepared or you're not in the mood? Then you may as well take that schedule and throw it out the window because that's not going to work. Sometimes I think sex should just be spontaneous. It's not well when you, you know, it has to be well when, you know, both parties want it. But, you know, there are times when you're with your mate, you can basically tell when the other person is interested or wants to get it on. And if you're not able to pick up those vibes, then what good are you to that person? But if you're going to say that you're addicted to it, then you've got to find someone that's going to be as crazy about it and motivated to always do it in, at any time, in a place that you are. I think that's the fun of it. Finding that person that is as crazy about it, want to do it whenever the time, is, you don't say the time is right, whenever the time hits both of you. It can't hit one of you, it can't be a one sided thing. It can't be, well, I want it. It works for me right now, so you have to. Well, if not, then I'm going to find someone who's ready right now. That doesn't work. So if you're going to go around saying you're a sex addict, you better have all your your connections in a row. So when you want it, you need it, you can go get it, and there's nothing to it. But remember, some people that you're involved with may not be the ones that you want to be with all the time because you may wander with this person because you say, well, I need it now. But that person may fall for you and want more from you, may not want you to be bouncing around. Maybe then they're going to tell you, well, I can give it to you whenever you want it. But you know when someone says that to you, that is not always a true statement. They're only trying to tell you what you want to hear. And then once you get involved and they're not able to give you what you want when you want it because you have labeled yourself as someone, as a sex addict, then you decide that you need to go looking at other places because you're not getting the things you want. So basically, my theory is never, call, never say you're addicted to sex. Because you're literally putting a trap in your life that you'll never get away from. Because you'll find yourself always looking, and then you'll find people falling for you, not realizing that you're not serious about a relationship. You're only serious when it comes to giving you what you want, when you want it, and where you want it. These are some things that people never ever think about. Like I say, we can't always just think about ourselves. We have to think about the people that are also engaging with us. We have to be mindful of not only ourselves but those that we engage with. Because if you're going to spend your life bouncing from person to person, because it's all about sex, because that's your thing, then where's your life when you're 50, 60, 70, 80 years old? I mean, really, think about it. I'm I'm quite sure you can continue finding what you need or doing what you need, but are you happy? Are you really happy? Are you convincing yourself that this is my thing? Uh, I know this is what I want, and no one can tell me. And there are people out there like that who will basically tell you and argue with you, hey, this is my life, this is what I enjoy doing, it's made me happy all these years. My question is really, are you really that happy? Where are you in your life? You're that happy. You can fool everyone around you, but the one person you can't fool is yourself. And once we realize that it's not just about us, then we can move on in our lives about how we think, about sex, about how we think, about the people around and what it does to them and what it does to us. There's nothing wrong with with it. It's just you have to be aware of everything you say and do. Hey, I love sex. Who doesn't? I wish I can do it every day, all day. But you know what? There's a time in your life where you can't do that. It can be frustrating. It can drive you nuts. But as we get older, I like to say shit happens. Then you have to live with it. Dating who knew? It all sucks.